right, you guys, welcome back to the show. This is Morgan Zeggers, and today we are talking about what happened with the Buffalo shooting and why you're hearing this strange new term that uh, the left is claiming is a mainstream GOP talking point, even though I've never heard the term before until now. Um, now that we have to defend ourselves against the accusations that this is our mainstream talking point, it's kind of wild. Um, but replacement theory, and now I think the left is calling it the great replacement theory. Dun, dun, dun. So it's unfortunate. I, I hate to bring politics into a sad situation like this, but when the left brings politics into it first and uses it to connect us to really horrific things and then slander us, throw ad hominem attacks of white supremacy and racism once again, um, at us when it's completely undeserving and baseless. We have to step in and understand their tactics, understand why they're doing this to us, and then figure out what our reaction and our response is going to be. So we have to step up when we are brought into the conversation in this way. It's not us being political. It's us standing up to the situation that's completely unfair and ridiculous, very divisive. So that being said, um, if you guys want to get a flag from me before we get into the podcast, go to zeggersfreedomflags.shop, use code FREEDOM for free shipping. My nonprofit where we interview survivors from communist countries, the show's called The Freedom Records, that's coming out in June. So remember to subscribe to The Freedom Records on YouTube rumble instagram facebook and all the clips will be on the platforms but the main episodes will be on youtube and rumble let's see how long we can last on youtube before getting kicked off because big tech hates when we interview survivors from communist countries especially china but we'll see i think maybe we'll get through it maybe we'll last on there i'm excited to see it. it's like a test but yeah we're gonna put them on rumble because we're assuming that we probably will get kicked off one day um you know just spreading that good misinformation by interviewing people who experienced it firsthand don't you know so last thing remember to subscribe to this podcast please and let people know that you're listening to it if you would like to i would really appreciate it you know post it on your instagram story and stuff and tweet it out with the link i would really appreciate it that being said let's get on into it So as an upstate New Yorker, I was quite uh, heartbroken to see that there was a shooting in Buffalo, New York. Basically, what happened is a very, very messed up young man who last year, when he was 17 and graduating from high school, announced publicly that he wanted to become a mass murderer, a mass shooter. And the authorities looked into him. They did an evaluation of his mental state. And that was the end of that. Um, next thing you know, a year later, after he was put through that initial testing, a year later, he actually carried out his his plans, and he shot up, uh, drove into live stream, um, live streamed a drive to the grocery store, and then started shooting at innocent people. Now, he released a manifesto. He has a, a track record online of him communicating about this stuff. And he specifically wanted to do it in New York State, first of all, because he knew that the gun laws would make it so that most of the people there probably weren't carrying firearms or had the uh, capacity, if they did have a firearm, to, they didn't really have much because it's very limited in New York State what you're even allowed to have. And so it would work in his benefit. That was one of the reasons. The other was that it was a major black community. So the guy literally just wanted to kill black people, apparently in the live stream, he even uh, sees a white person hiding and says, sorry, and then continues to go and kill other people. So 
It's a horrible situation. The guy is messed up. And the guy a year ago had said, I want to be a mass murderer one day. Um, That's disgusting. I wonder where we dropped the ball on this. But the next step of what do we do here is really trying to be honest about what led a deranged man like this to carry this out on the people of his community. He's also a a New Yorker. So understanding the basics of it, you want to understand, okay, what did he say about himself? He says he was a white supremacist. He says he's an anti-Semite. He says he's a former communist, but now more so is just a a left-wing authoritarian. That's how he described himself in his manifesto. A former communist, but now instead of uh, communism, he's more so left-wing authoritarian. Now, you guys, authoritarian means uh, you embrace force over choice in society. America is a society rooted in the concept of choice, in the power of the people. And you can't use authority to force people into certain things uh, to, to achieve your political goals. But a lot of communists, a lot of people on the left, in enforce their policies on society uh, by giving no options. You know what I mean? Um, so we've seen a lot of authoritarian-style uh policies in America, especially with COVID. And that was with the implementation of things like the vaccine mandate where, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're super authoritarian because they give us the choice of you can keep your job and get the vax or you can lose your job. Technically you're given a choice. You know what I mean? You're not strapped down to a table, but that fake choice that they're giving you of get this, uh, get this experimental vaccine or you will lose the ability to put food on your table at a job that you've had for probably a very long time in many situations, uh, or you'll be discharged from the military. You'll be removed from uh, the, the law enforcement police force that you have been a part of for so long, your family. You'll be removed from these things and you'll be given no opportunity to protect and provide for your family unless you agree. But you know, it's a choice. Okay, we're not forcing you to do this, right? So so that's why people got quite frustrated with this because America is usually a society only rooted in choice. We don't believe in force. But these people that are rising on the left, they believe more and more in the use of authority and force to achieve their political will. So those are some interesting things. Considering the guy self-identifies as a former communist, left-wing authoritarian, it's incredibly disingenuous for the mainstream media to continue to say that the right-wing conservative politicians, thought leaders, and media pundits like Tucker Carlson and Fox News, they're claiming that they radicalized this left-wing person to go carry out a right-wing mass shooting against black people. It, none of it makes sense when you actually look at the facts. So this is really important, just a great lesson for you guys, to not trust what you see from most of the mainstream media sources. Do your own research. Do your own investigation into this. Read the manifesto if you want to. Don't give him credit and, and hold it up high on some pedestal in that way. That should never happen with a mass shooter's manifesto. But when we start to get inside of their minds and we can look at what led them to this, I think that's going to help us all. Um, it's the same thing with like in a lot of prisons. I, I, I'm aware that they interview people who have attacked, especially guys that attack women. Like, for example, why did you attack this woman running on the path? Why did you attack her? Why did you want to rape her? Why did you want to go after her specifically? And when you ask these people that carried out atrocious things in society – 
and they answer honestly when they're in their jail cell. They, they have literally said, oh, well, this woman looked weak and timid. And if a woman stares me in the eyes as she's walking by me, I will not go after her. I will not attack her uh, because I want someone who looks more weak. And so those kind of questions actually have saved lives and empowered the citizenry to be more aware and law enforcement to be more aware of how they can help people not become victims. So I think this is really interesting when we look into the minds of these crazy people that are willing to carry out and are dedicated to carrying out acts, whether they have access to firearms or not, if you want to do something bad to society, you're going to find a way to do so. So it's important to understand where they're coming from. And it's very dangerous, very, very dangerous to continue to say things that are false about the shooter and his intentions, because then we're never going to properly learn the lessons. So we should not be lying about what his intentions are. He was not a right-wing shooter. He was not radicalized by the far right or by mainstream politicians. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because you guys, what do you know? This issue of a very terrible incident happening is now being weaponized against average conservatives and the right in general to make us seem once again as if we are a national security threat uh, supporting. Now they're saying 50% of us support a theory called the replacement theory, which is this major concern that white people are being replaced by people of color, whether that's like physically the space, the percent of population that we are in a country, or our influence in the society. They are now saying... Because of this mass shooter who was talking about replacement theory, he was radicalized by the mainstream GOP talking points, and it's actually because all the GOP now mainstream supports this. It's a wild connection, but we're going to break it down because we need to be aware of this. So first I want to play a clip from what Biden said in his speech. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison <laughs> running through. It really is. running through our body politic, and it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. No more. I mean, no more. We need to say as clearly and forcefully as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. None. And look, Failure for us to not say that, failure in saying that is going to be complicity. Silence is complicity. It's complicity. We cannot remain silent. I mean, if you're an average person and you haven't been tuned into American politics in a while and you aren't aware of the fact that the left calls all of their opponents, uh, all the conservatives, whenever they get upset with us, they call us white supremacists and racists and bigots and uh, Nazis. I literally get called that on a regular basis. That's wild. So, yes, white supremacy is very bad. Of course it is. No, no person other than the small, tiny percent of crazy people that are actually in the belief that their race is uh, supreme to another skin color other than that, no one in America is like, yeah, white supremacy. But we get thrown that label and that label gets put onto us unfairly so the concern is that they aren't talking about the actual white supremacists they are taking the whole lump of conservatives and saying those evil people are basically white supremacists now taking this concept it makes a lot of sense when you understand what we're up against let me remind you guys 
the f- co-founder of Black Lives Matter. We uh, are trained Marxists. That was Patrice Cullers, the one who buys the mansions, the one who wrote a book and then was honored to have the book compared to Mao's Little Red Book, the one who has just paid $900,000 to her lover <sighs> for creative skills. What a, what a reason. If I had a boyfriend, I would pay him $900,000 of donated money for creative skills. Hey, apparently it works for some people, like Patrice. We uh, are trained Marxists. So if you've been unaware of what's happening in America, we have a cultural Marxist movement taking place in the country. We have classic Marxists, and classic Marxism... Rooted back with Karl Marx, he believed that class warfare, so putting the workers against the owners, if you have them fight, the workers of the world will unite, rise up against the evil rich capitalists, the evil owners, uh, the evil property owners, the evil business owners, all those people. The workers of the world will unite and rise up against them, take them over, and then after the great huzzah revolution, the workers will just control everything, and then everything will be community-owned, collectively owned, owned by the people. In reality, after a violent revolution like that, they basically just put those socialist leaders of the movement in charge of the new government. And then the socialist leaders look at all the people and say, hey, thanks. Thanks for the help. Um, Everything's now owned and controlled by the people, but us. But in your name, you guys, you guys control it. It's now the, the people's republic of blah, blah, blah. But of course, we're still in charge. Thanks for helping us get into power. And and what do you know? It never really works out. And then the left claims, oh, we've just never properly done socialism and communism before, so we can't say it actually failed. Um, back to the point, though. That's that general concept of Marxism where it's in you putting class against class to divide the population. The workers will rise up and so on, so on and so forth. Under cultural Marxism, you have to divide the population not by class, but instead by other forms of identification. And so we're seeing that, especially in America, with this LGBTQIA mafia, where if you don't fit into that or support that, you're like an evil bigot, or with race. And we're especially seeing that with race. I mean, you can look back to America's founding, and they are trying to rip that apart and rewrite the history. They rewrote it already with the 1619 Project, claiming that America was founded and sought independence to be able to keep slavery on our shores. That's completely inaccurate. Not only are they distorting history, but now they are tarnishing the names of our founders. Uh, the statues of our founders are being removed from across the country. It's not just It's not just the Confederate statues. Remember when it started with the Confederate leaders, and people were like, I mean, it it starts to get a little sketchy when you start doing this and removing pieces of history, because guess what? It didn't end with the Confederate leaders and Confederate soldiers. Then it went into removing statues of our founders and then removing our founders' names from schools and from buildings, from, from organizations. And now, what do you know? I mean, I even saw someone, they removed an Abraham Lincoln statue even though he he freed the slaves, you guys, the Emancipation Proclamation. He just, he didn't do enough. He didn't do enough. He isn't clean in the eyes of the radical left. And so they have infiltrated previous American history and distorted it so that they can control the narrative and create it in the eyes of young people that are being educated, this new indoctrinating indoctrinating force in the education system that makes young Americans not proud to be Americans. 
It makes our country, in their eyes, unworthy of defense. And that is one of the most devastating things that they have done. So they're doing it via education, but they're also doing it with critical race theory. All of these trainings that are happening on uh, in K through 12 schools and not, not just not just colleges, a lot of the liars on the left are saying this is only happening in law school. This is happening in young, young school children age classrooms, teaching children to see all the issues of the world, all the relations of, of America through a racial oppressor versus oppressed lens. And if you are a white child, you are actually taught that you are an oppressor and you need to watch your presence when you are around people of color because you might be intimidating them or harming them because of what people centuries ago had done. So they're doing that in young kid classrooms, in the college campus system, critical race theory. In our military, you have critical race theory trainings now. In bureaucratic government offices, you have it, and in corporate America. So there, it's not just education, but now it's retraining the adults as well to see everything through that racial oppressor-oppressed lens. And when you take it a step further, it's entering the actual policies that we have. So not only do they say that climate change is also racist and negatively affects people of color more than the white people of America, and so it's rooted in racism, which is just, I mean, how do you make these connections? I just don't know. Um, but also with two important things, and that's where it takes us into this next step, immigration and elections. If you guys have been paying attention to what they say about elections. They say that it is racist to require voter ID at the polls. This should be something that every American, every American should have an ID, right? And then if you go to to vote, the most important thing you can do in this country, vote, you should be able to show an ID. But the left, not only do they just say it in general political conversation now, but they also teach at a very young age students to just see it as, oh, it's very racist to expect people of color to show an ID at the polls it's very racist because they they don't have access to ids like white people do can you imagine how can someone say something like that and not feel incredibly racist and bigoted with their low expectations of someone just because of their skin color i think it sounds incredibly racist if you ask me but you have that push with elections and not only that in New York City, they're advocating for undocumented, as they call it, illegal immigrants that are not documented citizens. They're not citizens. They want them to be able to vote in elections, and they passed uh, the ability for them to do so in New York City, in local elections there, because they say that they are part of the community and should have a say in choosing the elected representation. So, yeah. People are a little concerned about that, not because of the race situation, but because non-citizens should not be able to vote in our elections. And we should be able to have the security and the, the comfort of knowing that when people show up to vote, it is who they are and they are documented people in this country, members of our society in that way. There's nothing racist about that. And then the other aspect of the policy is the general immigration with the making sure of our secure borders. There's nothing racist about wanting secure borders, whether it's on the north border or our southern border, whether it's white people from Canada or people coming from our southern border from all of the countries down below. Okay, there's nothing wrong with wanting a secure border. But the left tells us that if we don't do these things and support their mass 
illegal immigration that they are currently allowing under the Biden administration. And if we want to deport illegal immigrants, and if we don't want to provide them taxpayer welfare programs that encourage them to come over to this country and taxpayer health care, taxpayer welfare, all of these things. And then if we even complain about hearing Biden or Kamala say that they are What they're doing is they're making it very welcoming with their language of they are not saying do not come over here. That's the thing. And if you even dare to call that out and say that they are incentivizing people to want to come over here, you are then once again called a racist. And so with immigration and with elections, this is very important. It's not about race, but it is terrible policy for the sake of the country. The left, however, is making this about race. And that's how we get into headlines like this from Rolling Stone. So this Rolling Stone article is titled High-Ranking Republican Pushes Great Replacement Rhetoric Two Days After White Supremacist Mass Shooting. Elise Stefanik, the third-ranking GOP member in the House of Representatives, is still broadcasting the idea that Democrats are trying to flood the nation with immigrants for electoral purposes. Wait a second. So I saw all these headlines. This is just one of the articles that I could pull. But there are tons, and not just about Congresswoman Stefanik, But this just shows they think the third ranking GOP member in the House is promoting white supremacist replacement theory rhetoric. So I looked into this and I was like, what the heck are they talking about? She she is not a white supremacist. I'm aware of this. She does not believe in those evil things. And why are they connecting her to this mass shooting? So I looked into it. And what do you know? This is what the article says. Elise Stefanik is the third-ranking Republican in the House of Representatives. She is a member of the party's leadership, in other words, elevated last year by minority leader Kevin McCarthy. She's also one of the growing contingent of conservatives who have brushed up against the, quote, great replacement conspiracy theory, a white supremacist tenant holding that white people are being replaced by people of color and, politically speaking, that Democrats are deliberately trying to flood the U.S. with immigrants in order to gain an electoral advantage. The mass shooting in Buffalo on Saturday was inspired by the Great Replacement. But that didn't keep Stefanik from continuing to push the idea that Democrats are trying to replace white people with people of color. Democrats desperately want wide open borders and mass amnesty for illegals, allowing them to vote, she wrote on Monday morning. Like the vast majority of Americans, Republicans want secure borders and to protect election integrity. So, you guys... Do you see this very wrongful, very wrong and inaccurate connection between a separate concern for illegal immigration and secure elections? Now that's being connected to a mass shooter who was concerned about a white supremacist replacement theory. For you guys who don't know, replacement theory has been a thing for a very long time. The idea that white people are physical status in the nation or our political and, and power status in the nation will be reduced because of people of color taking over, whether that's just in sheer number or with taking on higher positions of power, whatever it is. Okay, it's a disgusting idea. But now the left, via this mass shooting, is connecting any top GOP official concerns and any political talking people about this. They're now connecting us to that white supremacist replacement theory. It's, it's insane, and it's very, very wrong to do so. So Stefanik then came back and said she's never made a racist comment because she hasn't. And this was, you guys, I looked at these ads. They are just ads 
the ones that they're being cited for is replacement theory rhetoric. It is, again, just concern over the fact that the Democrats do nothing at the border, are allowing millions of illegal immigrants into the country with no plan to get them out, and are incentivizing more to come and trying to get them to participate in our elections. Okay, that's a completely separate concern than white supremacist replacement theory. And you guys might be wondering, why is she talking about such a random thing? And that's the thing. It's not random. This is on pretty much every TV right now, the accusation that average conservatives are now fully embracing, whether it's our politicians or our voters, we are fully embracing this white supremacist concept. I want you guys to listen to this CBS clip um, really attacking us. That Buffalo shooting highlights once again how a once fringe racist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theory is now accepted by many Americans. The great replacement theory is a belief that there is a plot to replace white people with people of color. Now, it was first presented among white supremacists and on extremist websites. Now, many conservative politicians and pundits promoting some form of replacement theory. They brag about it all the time, but if you dare to say it's happening, they will scream at you with maximum hysteria. This administration wants complete open borders, and you have to ask yourself why. Is it really they want to remake the demographics of America to ensure that they stay in power forever? Is that what's happening here? This is their, their ideal model, is to get rid of the rest of us because we believe in George Washington or we believe in the Constitution. Fox News and Senator Johnson declined our request for comment on this. On his show, Tucker Carlson defended his claims and his right to express his opinions. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich, Gingrich, who you just saw there, called the white supremacist idea of replacement theory nuts. But he did add this. There is a legitimate cultural, not racial, fight to be had about the degree to which the left seeks to erode American culture and the historic model model of assimilation by allowing our legal immigration system to be totally overwhelmed. So yes, again, the connection between conservatives concerned about elections and protecting the border, stopping illegal immigration, getting the immigration system in check, um, it's now being connected directly to a concern that white people are being replaced, uh, and, and this is all racially motivated now, apparently. Now that being said, let's listen to how weird it gets. Here's another clip of uh, a strange, strange little encounter. There's a really worrying poll out which shows nearly half of Republicans now believe in, now support the Great Replacement Theory. The Great Replacement Theory is a far-right neo-Nazi conspiracy theory that says liberals, often Jews, are bringing in black and brown migrants into America to change the demographics, to take over the country, to help Democrats win elections, to dilute the power of white people. It's the kind of conspiracy theory that inspired the massacre of Jews in a Pittsburgh synagogue in October 2018 that inspired the massacre of Latino shoppers in a Walmart in El Paso in August 2019. So that was Mehdi Hassan. He's an MSNBC host um, claiming that now 50 percent of Americans support the white supremacist notion that we're being replaced by people of color. Um, When you talk like that and you tell your listeners that half of the population is that evil What kind of impact does that have on society is my question. Now, you guys, I wanted to keep this short because this is just more so I wanted to call it out. I wanted to make you guys aware of that, that that's why you're hearing this great replacement connection. It's really the cultural Marxist, remember? We uh, are trained Marxists 
We uh, are trained Marxist. One more time. We uh, are trained Marxist. Okay, I'll stop. We uh, are trained Marxist. Okay, now, now I'll really stop. Um, we are up against cultural Marxism. The people that tell us they want to unify, that they want to end the division in this country. I mean, Joe Biden ran on that. They are more divisive than anybody else. And they, first of all, trampoline jumped off of a horrific scenario that happened in Buffalo to be able to slam dunk some ridiculous white supremacy claim on 50% of the population in America. Now, when you use such a tragic and emotional situation as a mass shooting where a man wanted to specifically kill black people, and then you use that to propel yourself and your political argument and make a great claim about a national security threat considering half of the population wants to do these things, what do you expect to come from something like this? I think is my one question. What do they expect to achieve with this kind of language, with these kind of ad hominem attacks? Because it's certainly not going to be unity in America. Um, with that, I'll leave it off. I also just want to apologize. I'll own up to this. I made a big mistake. Um, I do a lot of news hits. Tuesday, I usually do five news hits uh, in a row. And my grandma, my sweet grandma, watches them. And so I, I give her the times for the hits, and then she sits there and waits for me to come on. And I... Every week, I always feel bad because usually one of them gets canceled because uh, the president is speaking at something or Jen Psaki or, I guess, the new press person. They usually have a press conference or whatever it may be. If something big is happening, they end up broadcasting that live stream and then the news hit gets bumped. And so I always feel so bad having to text my grandma and say, I'm super sorry, I'm not going to be on today because I just know that she looks forward to it. So on Instagram, I had joked that like, oh, I got bumped from the news again today. Biden was speaking. And so I, I ended up getting bumped and it's okay for me. I don't care if my work schedule is messed up or anything like that, but I do hate having to text my grandma that she's not going to get to watch me. I said that, um, it turns out that I got bumped because it was the Biden speech in Buffalo. And I had said like, thanks Biden. So I obviously had, I realized what I was saying in that moment I would not have made a little joke about my grandma watching me on Newsmax. Um, so I'm sorry if that offended anybody. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, you're offended, you stupid lib. No, <laughs> I understand that that was kind of harsh of me, and I didn't realize what I had done there. So I deleted it once I realized, like, oh, nah, I, I see what I did there. Um, I deleted that. I'm super sorry. And I think it's important for people to own up when they just say stupid stuff. Like, people make mistakes, and you have to have grace in society. And so this is a good... It was a good check on me of like, Morgan, don't post random things on the Instagram stories, especially when there's something big going on in the news. Like I just didn't put two and two together at the moment. Um, but you guys, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Um, remember to go to zeggersfreedomflags.shop if you want free shipping on uh, the flag. Use code FREEDOM. We're going to have leather work coming soon. I have these really cute We the People leather tags that if you want one, if you want to be in the club, we have a limited supply. And so if you want to match me, they're going to be released soon. But it's a limited supply, so you're going to have to kind of buy them sooner than later before they all get sold out because it's just kind of a test round. Um freedom records comes out soon make sure to go follow those pages on all of the social platforms and please subscribe to this i appreciate it i hope you guys have a good rest of the day do not fall for lies from the radical left or the radical right because there are some loony people out there too always do your own research don't let people tell you what to think okay um i'll see you next time